Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. everyone welcome to another episode of the words of art podcast i am your host deon sanchez and joining me in this particular episode is pete alexander thank you for joining me today pete Dion, thank you for having me on your show and thank you for your listeners attention as well awesome so pete if you can enlighten my audience into a bit about yourself that would be great well sure um so uh Basically, my my life has been um, a series of different stressful events that have happened. A lot of people could probably appreciate that too, or relate to it at least. Um, you know, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family, and uh, um, and then became a workaholic uh, as an adult. And I didn't realize what stress was doing to me until two thousand and eight. And that was when I had a perfect storm of stressful activities. You know, one of those ones where um, if anyone listening has ever experienced, you know, being mentally and emotionally overwhelmed, that's what happened to me. Um, Several things, uh, both personally and professionally, were happening in my life. And what ended up happening is I got diagnosed with stress-induced diabetes. And that is interesting for one respect that there's no diabetes in my family. And what happened was I thought, okay, fine. Give me whatever medication I need. I don't have time for this. I got to keep on doing my work. And so what I ended up doing is instead of listening to my body about what stress was doing to it, I continued to work 
very long hours for another 10 years until I ended up in the emergency room with a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis. And for those listeners who may not know what that is, basically my body was eating itself alive because of my stress. And the crazy thing is that in, so, so my boss at the time knew that I was in the emergency room, also knew that I had been transferred to the ICU, first time I'd ever been in the ICU. And on my second day in ICU at about 6 a.m., I get this text from my boss that says, you have a webinar you need to run at eight o'clock. What are you gonna do about it? And, you know, a lot of people would say, you know, the you can take this and shove it. But uh, what I did was I actually started, I picked my, you know, I started on my phone trying to reschedule this webinar. Now, when I was admitted to the hospital from the ER, my blood sugars were so high that the medical grade glucometers could not read. They just said high. And the uh, hospital uh, lab estimated that my blood sugars were eight to 10 times higher than they should be. Now, when I got this text, my numbers had finally come back down into at least more reasonable numbers. They were still running high, but they were more reasonable. And as I started trying to reschedule this webinar, the nurse on, on call at that point came in, checked my blood. They were checking it every about half an hour. And lo and behold, my numbers started to skyrocket again. And she says to me, you know, perfect stranger pretty much. She says to me, you realize that's what put you in this bed in the first place. And that was my epiphany moment. I realized that I was putting my career in place of my health and trading your health for your career is a really bad trade. So what I ended up doing was um, the day, the next day after that is when uh, I got out of the hospital. But that whole day I spent just really contemplating things. And I decided, you know what, I can't afford to not do something about this now, because if I keep on doing what I'm doing to myself, I am not going to be around much longer. And so the day after I got out of the hospital, I called up my boss and resigned. And I started focusing on myself for the first time, my health for the first time in my life. And what I noticed was that I, I started experimenting with all these different stress relief tools and techniques. And I noticed that not only did my stress go down, but my glucose numbers as the diabetic went down, my weight went down, and my energy level went way, way up. It was as if I had discovered the fountain of youth. And the crazy thing is, seriously, if you saw, a, I, I'm telling you, if you saw a picture of me from 2008, other than more gray hair, I look younger today than I did 14 years ago. That is crazy. And so, you know, I decided that I was just going to spread the word and let people know that, you know, it doesn't take a huge amount of time to be able to find a tool or two that can help in whatever situation you're dealing with. 
And if you use that regularly on a daily basis, a minute or two a day, the compound benefits over time will be enormous. You just got to start doing it. And so that that's kind of like what happened and wrote a book about it. And, and uh, uh, that's what brought me to today. Awesome. And I truly admire you for making your health a top priority. Um, just give you a little background into me. I don't know if you've listened to my podcast at all. No hard feelings if you haven't, obviously. But um, I actually got diagnosed with diabetes at the start of the pandemic in 2020. So the whole psychosis and the body eating itself, I fully understand what that means and how devastating and quite life-changing it could be or life-threatening most likely in the whole blood sugars being off the charts and stuff um um I don't know um how stress diabetes really works um are you do you still have diabetes or is it different now Um, no it's it I still have it so um just so that you're you know the audience knows clearly so if you were to ask a doctor a doctor would say oh stress doesn't directly cause um, uh, diabetes or any other chronic disease. What happens is when we are stressed, our body gets cellular inflammation. And that cellular inflammation is what leads to chronic disease. But the bottom line is mine was constantly stressing myself out, stressing myself out, stressing myself out. And the reality is if you continue to ignore your body's signs, of stress, the only choice it has is to, you know, keep on throwing up these signals. And if you're not listening to them, eventually the weakest link in your body is going to break. And in, with me, in my case, it was the pancreas. I unfortunately have this as a lifetime disease. I have looked into, um, there's, there's a couple of different studies that have shown where um, patients can actually reverse their diabetes. The only consistent uh, uh, examples of that, though, is where you go on such a dramatic diet, where you are, you as a participant, are only consuming 600 calories a day. And I've talked to my doctors about this, and they highly don't recommend that because the shock, especially somebody my age, the shock of doing something like that could potentially cause something else at this point. Now, somebody as young as yourself, maybe that could work, but I don't know if, you know, if you think about it, a 600 calorie a day diet is like uh, one egg and an apple (laughs) for the day. Yeah. That's that's something that has really minuscule portions and yep. Yep. I don't think I can do that. Um, no. I mean, it's a blessing that I'm still breathing and talking. Um, mm-hmm. I, you said um, in regards to your diagnosis, you're like 10 years or 50 years younger than you were before. And I can understand it. Um, diabetes helping in your lifespan and better affecting your life. For, mm-hmm. for me, it's slightly different perspective because before I was a skeleton. I mean, I'm sure you can relate to it as well. I was a skeleton. I could have turned into dust, ash. It was probably the most depressing time of my life. Mm -hmm. And it took, I mean, it took a couple months for me to get like my skin and my flesh and my color and some, you know, my bones back. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I saw it as a blessing and just am really grateful for this diagnosis, though I wish, actually, no, I'm, I'm not going to go with the wish part because it's better than simply not being here. And I'm very fortunate, I would have to say, that I was able to survive and adapt to this new change in the midst of this pandemic, because the pandemic really was at the worst of it in 2020. So um, the fact Absolutely. that I got this diagnosis, unfortunately, during this pandemic wasn't an ideal time, but I can't hate 2020 because I had a chance to continue living my life, so... And I love the fact that you've got uh, gratitude for that. Uh, gratitude to me is my number one stress relief tool because when we are grateful for whatever it is, the big, the little things in life, whatever that ever comes to, to, uh, to us on a daily basis, that sends positive energy through our, our minds and body. And that is a huge, huge thing to do to keep your, ourselves healthy because the reality is um, it's not all stress that causes complications in us mentally and physically. It's negative stress all that right. does. And um, so like, for example, with you being, you know, as you, you say, a skeleton and stuff, there were things that were stressing you out to cause you that. And the reality is not all stress is bad. It's, you know, if we are doing, let's say, if we're doing things that we love, if we, we have a career that we love and um, we need to get a project done to help support that career, that's actually good stress because good stress allows us, it's called, it's actually the term is eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. That actually is the type of stress that helps us get things done or like for you being a college student, you know, you're doing this degree for a reason, right? And so, yeah, you're going to get the short-term stress of a project due or a test due or something like that. But if it is helping you to achieve something that you truly want to do, you truly love to do, then that's actually good stress. The bad stress that um, is what we really want to stay away from. And that, in my experience, comes in basically two flavors. One is rumination, where we have, you know, frequently guilt about the past. And we're guilty about something we either did or didn't do. The problem is, in the past, we can't change that. And so if we continue to ruminate about that and beat ourselves up about that, it doesn't do us any good. If we could take the positive learnings from the past and then apply it to our present and our future, then that's actually a good thing. The other one is anxiety about something that may or may not happen in the future. I can't tell you how many people tell me, oh, I've got this you know, scary presentation I have to give, or I have to have this difficult conversation with someone. And you know, this is a classic thing that we do as humans. We think about the negative and we think about the worst case scenario. And guess what? When we get anxious about something in the future and we imagine the worst case scenario, what ends up happening is we often manifest that negative scenario. Instead, we should look at it and think, okay, we, the, you know, whatever's happening in the future we can positively influence it by imagining a positive outcome. 
you know, whatever it is that you would like to have as a, as a perfect example for that scary presentation, a standing ovation, for example. Imagine that five minutes after the presentation or, um, you know, the difficult conversation. Why not imagine having it, you know, coming to a connection with that person and realizing that it's a, it's a win-win, whatever that conversation is. That's what we can do, but we too easily fall into the, the negative. And so that's what I try and communicate to people. It doesn't have to be that negative outcome. Right. It just depends on how you look at the situation. And considering you mentioned this a bit before that you are a professor, mm -hmm. how does that help with your own stress and anxieties as you're explaining it because being a professor cannot be easy it's probably the most stressful profession you can be in you know it's i'm glad that you mentioned that because uh, there's uh, people uh, that i used to work with who think oh that must be so great because you get to be around you know other educated people and you get to to inspire students and everything well, the reality is there's a lot of work involved with that. And, um, you know, there's there's been a lot of challenging things that I have had to deal with, uh, both with students as well as with uh, school administrations. So um, for me, the, you know, one of the, the, the key things that I have learned, uh, and it's, you know, talk about this from since 2020, uh, I always talk about this as well in, in talking about the pandemic, is that when we are stressed, our human nature is to worry about all aspects of that situation. The reality is there's only certain things that we can do something about it that's in our control. So what I usually will do is if I'm faced with a situation, let's say with a particular student, with a particular school issue, whatever it happens to be, I'll look at it and I'll say, okay, make two lists. The first list is, what can I control? The second list is, what can't I control? And then what you can do as much as possible, because in our minds, when we are worrying and we're stressing about a situation, we're worrying about all aspects of it. And it roughly comes out to be about 50-50 what's in our control and what's not in our control. So if we can focus as much attention as possible on what is within our control and minimize the attention we give to what's out of our control, our stress is gonna go way, way down because when we focus our attention on what we can control, what we can affect change, then we actually feel like we can make a difference. And so that's what causes the stress to go down. And you know, in thinking about like the pandemic, that's a perfect example like that. We have no control over you know, whether the school says in class or online. We have no control whether or not the government says uh, you know, to, to shut down or close restaurants or whatever it happens to be wearing the mask all the time. Can't even control the person right next to you, whether or not they wear a mask, for example. What can we control, however? We can control making sure that we're washing our hands consistently, making sure that we wear our mask, making sure that we get vaccinated if we believe in the vaccination, and making sure that up here, we're not letting all the things that are out of our control affect 
our, you know, ability to make it through and, and, and persevere through this. So it's, it's really, really important to think about that and think about what are the aspects of any negative or any stressful situation? What is it that you can control and what is it that you cannot control and focus on what you can control? That's going to make the difference. Absolutely. So I would like to get to the icebreaker segment. That's in my control, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll start with the icebreaker question, which is really fun and easy, and then we can get to the game. So if you had to come up with a title or chapter for your life at this precise moment in time, what would it be? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say how to, you know, you know, I would say something like, um, you'd be, you know, the power of smile, how powerful that is. Because, you know, when I interact with people, you know, I, I try and make sure that I smile regularly. And um, it's amazing. I've, I've even experimented with this walking down the street and just, you know, like in a city street and just smiling and just seeing how many people smile back. And I've gotten almost 50% of people to smile back. I also get a lot of people who look at me and think I'm nuts, but, you know, it's just, <laughs> but that, that would be it, you know, the power of a smile. Awesome. And I think smiles do really hold the magic cure to make everybody in a good mood or uplift their spirits in some way. So my title or chapter for my life at this precise moment in time, which hasn't really changed um, since it really initiated in 2020 when I got diagnosed with diabetes, and that is to be a warrior for change. Um, I faced a lot of health issues in my life. Diabetes was just one little cherry (laughs) on my life that I did not anticipate, but it's made me all the better person for it. So being a warrior really symbolizes and reflects who I am now moving forward. So. Oh, I love that. And and if you actually um, write a book on that, I can totally (laughs) see a fantastic cover for that. (laughs) you I do have like creative writing ambitions because I'm also a poet too so Mm -hmm. that's also would explain the title of my podcast involving words so (laughs) I love it I love it so on to the icebreaker game which is my favorite part and again in my control but it's lots of fun and you'll love it too and that is the game is called song association you don't have to be an avid singer you can be a karaoke singer a yodeler Although I still don't understand how you can yodel any of these words. Again, my listeners, if you can (laughs) yodel any of these words, let me know. But for now, this is how it works. I give you a word and you can either sing it, rap it, yodel it. (laughs) And it can either be in the song title or in the lyrics. It has to be an actual song. You can't make it up. Many people have tried to change up my game, but <laughs> it doesn't work. It's fun, but it doesn't work. <laughs> um, and that's about it. It, ha- it can't be the name of an okay. artist either. It can't be like Faithful or Popcorn Franklin. It has to be an actual song. It can either be in the title or in the lyrics. So you have a loophole if it's in the lyrics. However, okay. and this is where it really gets fun. Time is not on your side. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. where the mind is, it plays tricks on you. You have 15 <laughs> seconds from the time I give you the word 
to either sing it, rap it, yodel it, either in the song title or in the lyrics. Okay. So the (laughs) 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 So the first word is heart. Heart, heart. Um, uh, uh, Two hearts beating as one heart. I remember that. It was like a, uh, that was a Phil Collins song. Oh. Yeah, that's that might be before your time. <laughs> I was thinking of a different heart song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, now I'm feeling nostalgic. Although that's okay. <laughs> because, uh, dang it. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy now. Because it's a song in a Disney movie. Although I don't know if that's the exact same song, but I know he does a song for Disney. But he does. <laughs> he, yeah, he did the one for, uh, I think it was Hercules. Oh, I wasn't thinking Hercules. I was thinking Tarzan. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he did for Hercules too, but you did. Probably, probably did. <laughs> you did really good. So the next one, the next one is words. Words. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so, so, so words. Um, words, 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 words. What is there anything? Uh, ow. Um, I'm thinking of a trying to think of a song for this. I ah. Well, I can give you an answer. Previous guests have given to that one. Okay, sure. Um, they have opted for the song "More Than Words" by the band Extreme. I don't, don't know, know it. <laughs> I think you're the first guest to mention they don't know that one, but um, <laughs> that's an answer they have given. Um, there's other songs, of course, I can't think of any at the moment. Bird, bird, bird. No, that's bird. a tough one because, um, yeah, I mean, usually, I, you know, I, I'm pretty good about that. But um, no, I, I uh, nothing's coming to mind at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last word I did change recently, but there are songs pertaining to this word. And okay. that is beautiful. You are so beautiful to me. Can't you see? I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> no, it, it, it counts. It's a song. I'm pretty sure any kid from my generation who's seen the Little Rascals would recognize that song. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It. It. It, it it I remember that as a I trying to remember who which who the artist is um, that sings that uh, that was but that was like when I was oh shoot probably a teenager um, that's when that that was popular. Well, thank you, Pete, for enjoying my <laughs> little game. It's lots of fun. <laughs> we can keep talking awesome songs all day long because i love music and music is a good stress reliever also absolutely um we're at the end of this episode do you have any social links where people can find your book is your book going to be a movie is it going to be on the moon give us the inside (laughs) scoop as to how my audience can get in touch with you Sure. The easiest way to get in touch with me is just go to my website at PeteAlexander.com, P-E-T-E-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. It has the uh, 
book there, both you know at Amazon as a as an audio book, um, as a you know PDF, whatever they 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 so choose, and it also has uh, the the blog where I have over a hundred different stress relief tools and techniques that they can try, including the power of music. That's one uh, one blog post. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Pete. This was a wonderful conversation and it really warms my heart that you and I have a type of connection in regards to diabetes and that's just so awesome. So thank you so much for being on my, this episode. My, my pleasure, Dion. I really appreciate uh, your time and uh, the time of your listeners as well. Awesome. To all my listeners, thank you for joining us on the latest episode of the Words Apart podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if you got a chuckle from watching Pete sing, here are the following ways to tune into this episode. You can find us on Facebook at the Words Apart podcast. We're also on YouTube under the same name and wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please do not hesitate to leave a review or rating on either of those platforms. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, and you can leave a rating on Spotify now as well. So again, retweet, subscribe. If you are listening to it from the moon, again, I am a huge nerd at heart, and I will be mentioning this in every single episode in case you haven't realized it. If you are listening to it from the moon, please do not hesitate to let me know. I want intergalactic broadcasts to happen is 2022 anything is possible so until then from all of us here on planet earth again i am your host Deion sanchez thank you for joining me pete alexander and do not hesitate to reach out to me from earth or beyond on these platforms as well i am on twitter at heartwarrior 24 and on instagram at heartwarrior 25 so again right here from the words of heart podcast stay healthy stay safe and until next time Bye.